Hey listeners, Emily here with a quick programming note. Funny story, our conversation about the first two episodes of the Confession Tapes, True East Part 1 and 2, went super long! I know, shocking, right? So we've split our conversation up into two episodes. This week enjoy Part 1, and make sure to stop by next week for Part 2. Okay, thanks, bye! What's in the queue? 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 Oh, that was fun. I, I just got a text message from my mom. Flew to South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, her friend's flight never made it. What? She's meeting like four or five friends down there. They're all staying in this condo. It's like teen girl weekend for these old ladies. Yes. And I really uh, hope that that ends up being my life someday. Are would you be interested in being the Golden Girls later on in life? Yes. All right, because, like, I already got my mom. Well, and and walking away from the podcast. Come on, here. Hmm. Quick time out. Okay. You're kicked out. Love you. Love you, Jerry. He can be, he'll be kicked out until the, uh, the scratching starts, because that's what I have to listen to during sex. <laughs> <laughs> where'd, the, where'd the red cup go? Because we can put that. I love you. Um, I threw it. Okay. Uh, what about that toy? Does that make noise? It makes a sexy duck noise. Ooh. Honk. Ooh. Um, my, I have another friend, Emily. <gasps> um, not spelled the same. Interesting. Um, she is obsessed with the Golden Girls. Like, maybe you should seek help, but okay. it makes me love her more. Sure. Um, yeah, this one's okay, Gary. So, I, I mean, she'd be in it. I definitely, um, I'm, I'm Rose. Okay. I already know. Yeah. This is who I am. Sure. You know, not, Can... the, I'm not the smartest. Yeah, but you're pretty. It's true. I, I am, I, I plan on being Betty White in yeah. real life. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Gary. I told you, it makes sexy duck noises. Be interesting to see how good the microphone picks that I, up. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. It's going to be an interesting episode. What's great is that you can fart and say Gary. <laughs> exactly. And he's stomach gurgling. Yeah, Gary. Gary. Um. <laughs> I, I like to think this is part of the charm <coughs> of the podcast. Yes. Um. It definitely is. Hmm, Especially once Gary's, like, star rises. Oh. You know? Yeah. I mean, and this might launch Gary's career. I, I could make him an Instagram account. Like, easy. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. He needs it. He's the Garyest Gary to ever Gary. He, he is full on Gary. Yeah. I mean, if there was ever a dog to be named Gary, Gary it's is Gary. that dog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could do a podcast just about Gary. We basically like, are right now. <laughs> the, Gary, you know. the Gary tapes. Um, well, Gary, just to let you know, this is uh, What's in the Queue. With Krishana and Emily. Yeah, that's us. Um, this is not your mom's Netflix. No. We are coming to you from a closet in Indiana where the land is flat and the corn is aplenty. Um, and that's... That's what we got for Indiana. Yeah. That's, um, they're soy. We grow soy. So, 
what we're going to talk about. Um, I, are, I, I did literally have in the queue, even though, hey, did you know it's not a queue anymore is my list. Yes. Um, but we're old school. What else? We're old school Netflixing. Yes. Um, it is the queue to us. Yes. Because saying, uh, what's in my, my list sounds what, awful. What is in your list? My, my list. You know? <laughs> it's my, my list. My, my list? Yeah. My, my list. <laughs> sounds awful. It does not flow. It doesn't. What's in the queue is, is, is who we are. It is. It's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Krishana, that's me. I'm Emily. That's Emily. Hi. Um, with us always is Gary. Sort of. Sometimes. Um, you know, Gary was a little feisty Hmm. and and we had to squash that. Yeah. Crush his dreams of squeaky toys. You know, we drugged him. It's fine. Shh. (laughs) So we're starting confession tapes. Yes. Um, there is how many episodes total? Uh, eight-ish? Yeah, eight or nine-ish. Yes. Um, I binged, watched them all. Oh my. Watched them all. Love them. Um, and I got excited because another podcaster that we love. And respect. Yeah. The Kissel. The Ben Kissel. Okay. I got to stand next to him once. Me too. (laughs) BK for PK. Um, went well. Yes. Um. But this is not about him. But no. he did tweet about it. Yes. And I got giddy because I was like, ah, I already have that. And ah, we're going to watch it. And he liked it. And we like him. And we like him. And we liked it as well. Yes. So, you know, full circle. So, I I can't say that we're going to do all these confession tapes in a row. No. But I feel like we will do all of them. Eventually. Yeah, we might throw like two in together because, you know, not all of them are two-parters as this first one is. Correct. And that's what we're talking about. True East, part one and two. True East. Um, This begins July 13th, 1994 um, at about two o'clock in the morning. What, What were you doing in 94? I was mostly behaving. I was high school. Uh, I was high school in it. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I'll say this. No angel. I am no angel. No, 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 no. I, I, was, I was a naughty child. But I say my friends were far naughtier than <laughs> I. And I was a lot of times the voice of reason. Mainly because I came from a single-parent household Ah. with a very strong, independent, vocal, five-foot-two of a fireball that I called mom. No time for for foolishness. No. um, She would have murdered me, Mm -hmm. you know, and been on the confession tapes. (laughs) Um, I, I I spent most of 94 being 10. So I think I was behaving. I think I was good. Oh, yeah. I was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how old are you? I'm about to be 34. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Did we just learn something about each other? Well, I'm 35, so we're, yeah. you know, we're not that bad. Yeah. And we're young. Yeah. And we're sexy. Hell yeah. We're funny. 
Yeah. We're classy. Uh, no, not classy. No. We have our noses pierced. We do. And we did that in our 30s. Yes. Because we're Why not? responsible adults. Yeah. We make money. Yeah. We make good money. Yeah. You know? Um, so tell us, tell us what happened. All right. Uh, that July 13th, 1994, there is a 911 call made. Um, this is, uh, in Washington state. Um, a gentleman by the name of Sebastian Burns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, whoa. Uh, he, he calls, um, the call is very, um, stressful. I hear the confusion and the stress in his voice, um, basically explaining that he is at his friend's house and the parents are dead. Yes. Or they're pretty positive that yes. they're dead. And he's uh, almost afraid to say that. He sounds very much in shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're going to wait outside. Which I feel like is fair. I, I was a yes. little torn on that. Like, well, do you... Do you stay inside with the dead bodies? I, I don't. Okay. I, I mean, they show um, pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nightmare. Um, yeah. It's pretty gruesome. Um, so I, I don't think I'd want to stay in no. there. Um, especially... If you're first really assessing a situation, how do you know that you are there alone? Right. Right? I'm outside. Sure. Good point. Um, but one can never truly say what one would do in a situation like that be unless you have been in it. Exactly. Everybody reacts to things differently. If only people would have told that to the Bellevue Police Department. But we'll get into that. Um, so the house where all this happened yes. uh, was the the Rafi family. Yes. It was Dr. Tariq and his wife, Sultana, their yes. daughter, Basma, and their son, Atif. Atif and Sebastian were best friends. Yep. Um, they knew each other from Vancouver. Yes. Um, however, the Rafis had just moved to Bellevue, Washington State, mm -hmm. um, literally five days beforehand. They, mm -hmm. had, they were still moving into the new house when this all happened. Um, Dr. Tariq was a, an engineer and, um, Sultana had her masters. Uh, Basma had some special needs. She yes. had spinal meningitis as a child. So, uh, her mom cared for her. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Atif and Sebastian were just kids going off to college for yeah. the first time, first year, just doofy kids, man. Yeah. You know? Um, and Atif was, uh, going to Cornell. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what was he going for? I can't recall. I thought he was following in his father's I believe footsteps, so. but I could I be wasn't a hundred percent sure when I was writing it down. Yeah. Anywho's. Not so, that it matters now. Let's just recap what these boys say their night was like. Yes. Um, they went to a movie. The Lion King. Shout out. My first CD. That soundtrack. Um, it is... makes me want to sing the song. Can't we don't, afford it. We can't afford it. Um, but, you know. It... You know the one. You can <laughs> sing it. Okay. That's how it starts. <laughs> um, from there, they went to Seattle. Ate dinner. Mm -hmm. 
Um, then they went to a nearby club, mm-hmm. and then they came home around 2 a.m. to discover what has happened. Now, the uh, police that interviewed him, the cop, I did not catch his name. Bob Thompson. Thank you. I knew you were going to have it. Um, he says Atif was acting um, really strange, according to him, for the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I gotta I gotta say, I am kind of on the fence about these boys. I'm just gonna put Wait, it out there into the universe, and, and we'll we'll definitely discuss it at the end. Yes, because I'm I have lists. Yes. Um. So the the cop kind of noticed things like. No obvious signs of mourning, which, again, people act very weird sometimes when they're mourning. When they're in shock. When they're in shock, um, when they're freaked out, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things. Um, He, you know, he talked about his parents. Um, He said he found each of them and realized that they had passed away. Um, and, And he said he heard his sister. And the cop says, well, did you go check on her? And he said, no. He was concerned that his Walkman mm-hmm. or Discman had been stolen and that a VCR had been stolen. Yes. He... Well, now he said, I'm no medical expert. Yes. I don't even know how to put on a Band-Aid. Right. But... Yeah. We'll go into that yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so... They say, well, you know, they start off kind of on these boys' side a little bit. I'll, I'll, you know, hey. They see, okay, it, you know, they've been up all night already, and now they've been up even longer talking with detectives. They take them to a hotel to get some sleep. Right. Where the boys stay for the next three days. Yes. Being questioned by the cops. At any Whenever. Whim. Yes. Whenever. Whenever the cops feel like, Gary, I told you no toys. Yeah, you can't do the duck farts in here, Gary. No, it is, Gary. It is not coming out of my bum bum. No. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about uh, Sebastian's former girlfriend, Sarah. Oh, uh, yeah. And let's talk about Sebastian's dad, uh, Dave Burns. Um. Uh, can I call him Lord Burns? <laughs> I mean, this guy, this guy, he is an attractive older gentleman. I'll give him that. Oh, I, I learned something watching this documentary. I learned that I'm very attractive to fathers of potential murderers. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, well, of course he speaks that way. That is like, he looks like he would talk that way. He, he is, he is that guy from Family Guy with the jaw that comes out a little yes. bit. Yes. That yes. And then the boys had been up there for three days. The boys. Yes. Uh, you see. But uh, I still love him. His, I want to, I just, I love him. I'm, I still like him. I, I just can't imagine talking with him. All the time. What does he sound like when he's excited? I want to know. I want to find out his own face. I'm cutting that oh. out. <laughs> I'm uh, cutting that out. <laughs> no, we're leaving it in because it goes, oh, oh, darling. Yes. Anywho. Had to. So, um, yeah, the ex-girlfriend, Sarah Isaacs. Yes. Um, 
She is freaking team Raffi and Burns all day. Times a million. Every day. Um, I mean, go ahead, girl. Okay. Okay. Um, so she, she's one very big contributor into these episodes, um, speaking on their behalf and talking about how this case went and how these events went Mm -hmm. according to the boys, yes. the guys, these dudes. Yeah, I, I want to get out of the habit of calling them boys. Because, yes, they were 18 when it happened. Right. But that is an adult. Yep. They are grown-ups. Yep. And we discussed in our last episode about age of consent mm-hmm. in regards to certain matters. Well, and, uh, I, and, and every time I say the boys in reference to that stuff, I think back to something else that I was listening to. And, um, uh, their attorney purposely referring to them yes, as ma'am, boys. Yes, ma'am, I know which one you're talking okay. about. Put them in adorable sweaters and fluffed up their yes. hair. Yes. Give them a little, little pat on the head. Your babies. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Psychopaths. Um, to so, be continued on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, there's some good docs on that. We'll definitely oh, do that. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, Dad yeah. Dave. Father. Father Dave. Yes. Goes up to... Uh, I'm sorry, it goes down to Bellevue yes. to pick up the boys. The boys. The, uh, uh, I'm sorry. i got to stop calling them the boys. Oh, but in, in your defense, he refers to them as the boys. He does. So he goes and picks up Sebastian and Atif. Yes. And according to Sebastian and Atif, they notified the Bellevue Police Department that, hey, my dad's coming to pick us up. We're going to Vancouver. According to... Bob Thompson, detective. I hate him. Dude, Bob. Bob, man. Okay, so... So, uh, Sarah says they leaked... The cops leaked this to the news that they fled. When you go to Bob, it cuts to Bob. Bob says, we told the news... Uh, uh, JK, can you take that out? Oh. It was reported in the news. So, like, hey, Bob, you fucked up. Bob. Okay? You fucked up. (sighs) So, they link it to the news that these guys fled. Um, Already, they're creating an atmosphere that these boys are guilty. Yes. Um, And... They're writing a narrative about this. Yes. They, I mean, it, it continues. They, they turned it on and they said, it's them. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Okay? The prosecutor mm-hmm. does the same thing. Uh, yes. James Conant. Yes. Um, he describes the boy, the, um, ah, Emily. He describes their bizarre behavior. Uh, some certain times laughing, running away from the news cameras at the memorial service for uh, Atif's family. Yeah. Uh, but... What I love to is immediately after that, they cut to a scholar who studies wrongful convictions, uh, mm-hmm. Ken Klonsky, who l- literally says, no, that's pretty typical dumbass teenager behavior who doesn't know how to process his emotions because his parents are dead. Right. <sighs> Come on, Bellevue. So, here's what they do. They, uh, they're collecting their evidence, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Um, they're ignoring tons of tips, and uh, ooh, was it the prosecutor that said no? It was it was it was Bob. 
Bob the cop. Yes. He uh, he did say, oh, if we chased every lead, could we chase every lead to the nth degree? Well, yeah, you're supposed to. It's your job, bro. You know, I hope that if some if somebody was looking at you for murder, that they would, right? Yeah. Can we look at all avenues? avenues? Um, so here's a couple of tips that they received during this time. Oh, yes. These are great. Just to throw this in here. A lot of stuff going on about, uh, the fundamental Islam groups. Um, they're, they're not really happy with Dr. Rafi's, um, views. He's a little more modern. Right. First of all, a little more cool dude. Sure. Um, he, he's also brought up this thing about true East, um, and that it's, uh, one degree ish. One to one and a half degree off to what all of the mosques in that, uh, particular area were turning their prayer mats to. Yeah. Um, that, uh, guess what? That's gonna make people mad. Kind of a big deal. Uh, I believe it was the prosecutor who laughingly said he didn't believe that a a family would be murdered for a one degree change. And that's when I laughed and laughed and laughed and thought about the 13th century and the Crusades. Right. Yeah, no, when people take their religion seriously, people can die. Yeah. Um, Talk about, oh, tell them about the RCMP that had an informant. um, This... This guy had an informant, um, like, he went in, wait, wait, am I switching the two? Is he the one that had the whole list? Uh, or yes. Or the other one? With the hit? Um, with the actual hit? There, there, okay. Because there's, there's, there's a couple in here that I've written down. The feds, our feds, yes. the FBI, had... An informant yes. who had spoken to an imam yep. that had put out an or uh, a hit order yes. on a Pakistani family in Bellevue, Washington State. Yeah. Now, the <gasps> RCMP had another informant mm-hmm. that knew of a hit to happen on a family. Yep. Um, and it was one of those two. I want to say it was the FBI. The informant saw a bloody baseball bat yes. in a trunk. Before they realized it was a baseball bat that did, in fact, murder that family. Yep. Interesting. This guy laid out names, locations, pictures. Yes. A long list mm-hmm. of this whole group. But, Krishana, that's too much to investigate. Right. They already um, had their suspects. They did. Uh, even the Seattle PD um, had, you know, various targets um, that they view. You know, there was this group. The how do you say it? Al Fukra. Al Fukra. Um, that they had planned these different attacks um, on people that they viewed as heretics. Um, to the religion, um, and that they were carrying these things out. The FBI noted that this group likely committed a similar murder of East of an East Indian family in Washington in 1984. Mm-hmm. That guess what happened to be 
close friends of the boss of Dr. Rafi. Same company. Kawinky Dink? Hmm, look at that. Hmm. Um, I do love this reporter. Oh, yes. Richardson? Um, Hutchinson. Brian yes. Hutchinson. He, he, he posed this question, if this were after 9-11, mm-hmm. would they have looked at these things more seriously? Oh, yeah. Most death. Yeah. But we are living here in 1994 in a pre-9-11 world. Yep. Um, and it's a touchy land. It's a touchy subject. It it's, um, I, I am very much one that I judge people based on their actions, mm-hmm. the individual, the person. Um, I don't judge anybody by their, their race, any of that, their religion. Hey, you do you, babe. Yeah. As long as you're not hurting me or anyone else, go. Yeah. Have, a, have a blasty blast. If, yeah. if that makes you happy in your life, great. But let's, let's maybe not bash people's skulls in. Yeah, with that's baseball not bats, cool. Maybe. Um, um, should, should we talk about the Mr. Big sting? Yes. Okay. So uh, we, we record in the United States. We're from Indiana. So this, this would not fly. In the United States, this this is literally entrapment. Air quotes, air quotes, air quotes. Air quotes, air quotes, air quotes. Um, On however, the books, it's illegal. Right. Okay. However, at this time in Canada, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police mm-hmm. have a technique called the Mr. Big Sting. Mm-hmm. And what this is, uh, gen- they described it as a way of solving cold cases where if they have a suspect but they don't have a lot of evidence... Mm-hmm. Such as this case right here. Yes. The suspects are drawn into a, a criminal underworld lifestyle. And as a way of vetting the suspect uh, to, to, to gain their trust, to show trust in them and show trust in this underworld fiction, this fictional underworld boss called Mr. Big. Yeah. They will say, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of heat about this thing. We think you did. Did you, did you do it? Did you do it? And the whole purpose of the sting operation is to get a confession on tape. Yeah. They got these boys. They did. Um, here's where Krishana comes in. Come on in, Krishana. Hi. Nice Hi. to meet you. Hi. Um, so let me lay down the legit evidence that they have. DNA and forensics? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Evidence. They had a hair not known to anyone. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, there was blood stain um, not known to anyone. It was in the garage. Yes. Um, Easy, Gary. They had the time of the murder mm-hmm. um, because of the two neighbors, both awful. Um, both heard sounds of like a hammering or something. The one neighbor thought construction was happening. Sure. Why would, uh, whatever. Hey, we've all had so weird between neighbors. nine and nine thirty at night. Right. Um, they they said that they determined that the killer showered mm-hmm. um, because they found the doctor's blood. Yes. In the shower. So 
to them, that's the last person that showered was the killer. And there were hair. Yeah. 22 hairs they found. They were Sebastians. Sure. Okay. Um, they found two, only two pairs of undies in the washer. Yeah. Um, belonging to the boys, they said, the guys, these, these dudes, the dudes, dudes, my dude. Um, Hey, real quick question. Um, does any of that DNA, uh, point to a thief or a Sebastian? Well, I would say some, I mean, it is concerning, that the the hairs and the blood in the shower and the underwear is freaking weird. The underwear is weird. But just because you found 22 hairs belonging to him, that doesn't mean that he was the last one to shower. You found 22 hairs in a shower. Uh, do you know how much I shed in the shower? Uh, I've I've suddenly I've recently re-dyed my hair purple yes. and I am reminded of how much I shed in the shower exactly. cuz there's a lot of purple hair now. Exactly. I don't think that's enough to say that he was the last one in the shower. It nope. shows that he did shower in there. At a house that he had been staying at. Correct. Whoa, look at that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, a, lo- a, a lot of this says there was someone else. Mm-hmm. Okay. That scared the poop out of me. Just my phone. Just my it's phone. Fine. Okay. Fine. So, I want to talk about a thief, though. Here's my land of questions. Okay. Um, the, the not being upset thing kind of was a little off to me. Like, there, there should be some sort of somberness, I, I feel. Like, something. And sure. how it was presented, just by this documentary alone. Right. How it was presented seemed a little off, okay? Um, that... And I'll devil's advocate um, talking about not knowing that his family's funeral was happening. Especially within that culture, very standard operating procedures of of funeral procedures. Right. He could also legitimately not know what's going on because it is a murder, because he's in this hotel room. You know, so I kind of, you know, I'm trying to work through it. Okay. My number one thing that really, really, really bothers me is he never talks about his sister. He didn't check on his sister. Um, Yeah. He never brings her up in any of these times where we hear him talking about the devastation that happened to him um, because of losing his parents. Right. He says, the loss of my parents. Right. My mom, my dad, they were my everything. That drives me nuts. Okay. And it, and it bugs me. It bugs me. Okay? So here's the, these are my things. Um, and we'll get into Sebastian a little bit, too. Um, but, so... The sting is progressing. Yes. Um, they're, they're inviting him into this underworld. Yes. Um, some of the reasoning behind their saying him getting into this underworld is 
well, he can't get a job anywhere, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's hard to so get he's a... in. Yeah. He, he can't get a job because of all this stuff going on. So that's maybe a little bit enticing. I'm just saying, there are no angels. No? N- not even a little. No. I, Even if they did not commit these crimes, they're not probably good people, really. Ugh. I, I'm okay. gonna res- I'm gonna reserve okay. my opinion on Sebastian until I'm the very very end. Yes. Um, um, can we talk about Michael Levine, the Mr. Big expert? Yeah. I heart this guy. Yeah. I heart him almost as much as I do Sebastian's dad, Dave. Um, this man is he had he had run previous Mr. Big sting operations. Yes. He played Mr. Big. Yes. And to listen to him talk, he's so a Mr. Big. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, he looks. He. <laughs> He has decades of experience yeah. in in this operation. He has he has gotten DEA agents yes. to fall into what he calls uh, criminal braggadocio. Braggadocio. Which the, I'm going to make that all my passwords from now on. It's going to be criminal braggadocio one two three four. <laughs> I love braggadocio. I love it. Um. um did he did he coin that term? I want him I want him to have written a he thesis on it. He looks like he coined that term. I think so. Yeah. It's on a whiteboard cuz he wrote it there. <laughs> um so the um the the final part of the Mr. Mr. Big sting operation is Mr. Big's there. Mm-hmm. He's confronting you mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, you got a lot of heat on you right now." Mhm. I know that there is evidence against you. Mm-hmm. I can make that evidence disappear. Yeah. Tell me what happened. I'll fix it. Yeah. And, and, and literally what they do, the the Washington police um, make up this half-fake, half-true paper. RCMP. We're, we're, they, but they did it with... Gotcha. They did it together. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so they were working with them together. Um... So they send out this paper um, saying um, they have all this DNA Mm -hmm. and they're coming for them. They're coming. They're filing charges and they're coming. This afternoon. So Mr. Big, a.k.a. Al. You can call me Al. (laughs) No, we can't afford that either. Don't sing it. Don't even hum it. I hear you in the audience. Don't do it. (laughs) Ah, trumpets. Um, (laughs) so, so Al, with all the F-bombs, I'm like, bro, back off the F-bombs because you sound like a cop using the F-bomb to try and make yourself not sound like a cop. (laughs) I mean, come on. Uh, Granted, this is 1995 at this point. We, I mean, we haven't had the departed. We haven't, I mean, you know, we haven't had Leo to tell us how to be an undercover yeah. cop. I'm just saying, as far as I can tell, I'm going to be pretty good at picking out an undercover cop. You think so? Especially if they talk like Al. Okay. I think if they have a ponytail like the other dude, yeah. Hey, you know, just don't talk to people in ponytails. Done. Okay. All right. Um, tips to help save your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he the, 
he shows them this paper. He shows Sebastian this paper. Mm-hmm. Um, they are currently all set up in what I believe is a hotel room from the looks of this. Um, it is July 18th, 1995 at this point. Um, they are in Canada. Um, and this thing has been going with the RCMP. Um, Al is showing him, hey, um, they're coming for your butt, and now you're involved with us. Um, we need to know what you did or what you know mm-hmm. so we can, A, we could protect you, but we're looking to protect ourselves. Right. Um, so if you tell us everything, then I got people blah, 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 we'll make it go away. We got ya, ya fackin' fackin' facts. Okay? <laughs> to sum well, they up... They went real Boston, real real fast. Ow. <laughs> Canadian ale got real Boston. Ow. So, don't you know, Sebastian, chilling Ugh. on the couch like a real bag of douches. Man-spreading. All over the place. And he is every bit of 1995, okay? God, with the khaki shorts. Oh, buddy. The, the kind of, like, bull... That chili Haircut, yep. kind of, you know, JTT haircut. Oh, I went JT. I'm like, don't you bring no, JT. It's JTT. Yeah, no, JTT is correct. Jonathan yes. <laughs> Taylor Thomas, ladies and gentlemen, 1995 oh. is back in the history. Oh, man. Okay. Talk about an awakening for Emily. Could we just, like, maybe make our whole podcast the 90s? Can we? 80s and 90s. I, we can I feel rule. like the 80s and 90s had enough murder that we could do enough documentaries about these. Most definitely. Yeah. Because apparently that's when all the murders happened. Yeah. Um, so, Sebastian. Oh, um, bless his heart. You know, something. He begins to air quotes confess Mm -hmm. okay um he basically says he he they did kill the parents and the sister Mm -hmm. um he did it in a gaunch a gaunch i missed a gaunch a gaunch okay Canadians holler. 1995 holler. What's a gaunch? I'm assuming it's a mankini. Oh, I missed that. I totally oh. missed it. Oh, no, right. I was more amazed that they that they walked out of The Lion King. Because that's an amazing movie. Well, like, right. What part did you walk out of? So, Krishana here has confession time. Oh, yes. Okay. Tell me all about it. So, uh, the video shows Sebastian talking to Al. Um... He he acts or starts off saying, you know, he doesn't know what the evidence is. He doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, you know, Al's like, hey, man, just reassure. You know, tell me, tell me, tell me. We're going to take care of it. Then he starts going with, well, we did it, you know. Uh, well, when did you do it? Well, during the movie. So basically he's saying we left the movie. Mm-hmm. We got our tickets to show our face. Have a have a ticket stub, you know, and we went back and we killed him. Um, he took the shower to clean off the blood. They used a bat. They killed him naked. 
He killed them. He was, but he said, "Oh wait, I forgot. I was wearing a gaunch." Oh, that's how you missed. That's it. how I missed that. I got obsessed um, with naked. Sorry. The Al was fucking like fucking. Where's your fucking clothes? And he's like, they're gone, bro. They're gone. Oh, good, good, good. Um, we did it naked. Oh, I forgot. We're in a gaunch. The gaunch is in the trash. The bat's in the trash. We drove all over dumping our stuff. Um, he's asking, what, what about, uh, 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 wow. A teef. A teef. A teef. A queen. Gary. Whatever. Bring that here. You know that's not for you. That's Cassie's toy. Bring it here. Okay. Come here. Time. Hold on. Real quick pause. Hey, gone. It's fine. It's just from that dragon thing that breeds. You got it. Breeds you got steam it. and fire. And oh, yes, yes, yes. The kids asked for last Christmas. It's whatever. Well, okay, I so. feel like maybe you financially love your children more than I do because I looked at it and I was like, cool! And then I was like, whoa, that's expensive. Moving yeah. on. Mm, indeed. Okay, so. So, <clears throat> so. We're still confessing. These are. <laughs> can't afford that one either. So we're going to call this episode We Can't Afford This. Yeah, we can't afford it. So, you know, then Al's going. Uh, well, what about Atif? Is he solid? You know, are you guys gonna bend over and, and spill your beans? And Sebastian's like, oh man, you know what we've been through? We've been keeping it on lock. We didn't we, even... we got this shit, mofo. We didn't even tell our friend Jimmy Miyashi that we were staying. Oh, Good. Jimmy Miyashi. Oh. Oh, we forgot to talk about him. We'll bring him in a little Miyashi, bit. you? Yeah. Uh... Any hoosies. So then he says, Well, I need to talk to a teeth. Mm-hmm. I gotta know that he's as cool as she. Because mm-hmm. mind you, this whole Mr. Big has been basically just on Sebastian. Um, well, he's clearly the guilty one, he's the weaker link. Right. No. Um, so he, he gets a teeth there, um, which again, Mr. Al fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, you know, you're obvious to me. You're, you're bringing people into a hotel room. Obvious again to me. This screams cop. Okay. A little bit. A little bit. Like they might as well serve donuts. Sorry if that offends oh, cops. Oh, that's stereotypical. You yeah. can see their badges through their pants. Their badges? Badges. Badges and badges. Ooh, that diamond wine is kicking in, eh? Yeah. Um, so he starts talking, yeah, man, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, he, well, why? Why did you kill your parents and your sister? Your sister. Can we not forget about her? Right. Hurts my heart. Yeah. Anywho, um, he wanted money. Atif did. He wanted all that dollar, dollar, dollar bill, which he did get, like three hundred, almost four hundred thousand dollars, just from one paper that I saw. Very surprising because it, the one thing I agreed with the Bellevue PD was 
we called this insurance company and said, hey, this guy is an active suspect, or a suspect in an active murder case. Mm-hmm. And the insurance company was like, well, are you charging him? They said, no, not right now. They're like, all right, well, we're going to pay it. Yeah, he bought a convertible. They were living large, yeah. son. Having Again, a good time. Dumb eighteen-year-olds that suddenly got four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's great. Pretty standard behavior. Agreed. But it's not like these were just ragamuffin kids from the streets hitting it big for the first time. No, Mr. Burns, I feel like, you know, should have said something. Okay. Nene, Nene, will you come wipe my piddles off of my bum bum? I seem to have made a boo boo. Don't hate on my crush. I feel like that's how Gary talks. Gary. 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 Don't tell me you need to go outside. Gary, do you like it when I talk in this voice? No. (laughs) He shook his head. (laughs) No. Oh, yes? Vocal no. So... Basically, if you need to go outside. Go to the door. God damn it! Well, apparently, <laughs> all right, all right. Gary has a bladder issue. Pause. Pause. All right. Okay. And we're back with, with Gary and the duck toy, duck farts, which is a fanny pack. F Y is all. Also, BarkBox. Shout out, BarkBox. Love, love. love. <laughs> Um, speaking of the fanny packs real quick. Yes. Have you seen the man belly fanny pack? Oh my God. I the want. dad bod? I want you, it. You want to I want it for myself. You want a hairy belly? I do because tell me that wouldn't be hilarious. It, no, it see? would be hilarious. See? I almost spat wine out. It's so hilarious. It was. Anywho's. Want it. Anybody thinking of any gifts for Krishana? That's it. So, going back. Confession time. Confessions? Confessions. Um, so, Atif, you know, he's like, you know, we're in it for the, the money. 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 We can afford that. Um... And they're like, boom, bang, bada bing, bada boom, we got them. Got him. Sign, sealed, delivered. He's all yours, Washington. See? There see how go, I did that? you can't afford the other. Yeah, you see how I did that? So they make their arrest. Yeah, they get them. They, they actually, them. They, they arrest all three at the time. They yes. arrest Atif, Sebastian, and Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Jimmy. No, Jimmy. Uh, man, you okay? There's a bug in my wine. It's just extra protein. <laughs> so that's that's where part one ends. Yes. Um, that would actually be a really good place to stop if we wanted to insert an episode break. Uh. Where now's the time where we could say something like, We'll see you next episode. Peace! With part two. Peace out, part one. I'm alone in the closet. I'm all by myself with wine.
I got a book filled with stuff on the confession time. Emily will hear all this when she replays it later. But for now, I'm alone, like in an elevator.